0: Welcome to the Plants Grow Us podcast. I'm your host and gardener, Sherry Arlene. This is where I share my gardening experiences to educate, empower, and inspire beginner gardeners to plant, nurture, and harvest in kitchen gardens, those beautiful spaces created outside, front and center of our yards, where we grow fruits, vegetables, herbs, and flowers to share the joy with family, friends, and community. Along our journey, we discover and celebrate the ways gardening gracefully sows and grows tiny gems in those spaces inside our heart, mind, body, and soul. I invite you to unearth and nurture the places in your life that can only be fulfilled by gardening. If you're ready for a beautiful harvest, come grow with us. In episode 15 of Plants Grow Us, we discovered how to protect our plants from aphids. In this episode 16, we learn how to water our plants. Along with nutrient-rich soil and sunshine, regular Consistent watering is essential to the health of our plants and our gardens. On average, our plants need an inch of water per week, depending on factors such as soil condition, the type of plants, our location, and plant age and size. I found that my 10-year-old wildflower garden is happy to receive rainfall whenever it rains. However, my newly planted seedlings require watering every other day, adjusted for rainfall. What type of garden waterer are you? Do you tend to overwater, underwater, or forget to water? Overwatering is more common for beginner gardeners than underwatering. You set out your beautiful seedlings and are eager to make sure that they get all the water they need. You water them every day, rain, or shine. Soon, you notice that your once sturdy green tomato, cucumber, or basil plants are beginning to wilt. The leaves are turning yellow and dropping to the ground. Your plant may fall over on its side, and though not visible to you, the roots are becoming waterlogged and beginning to rot. In an effort to save your tomato, you water it more. So let's revisit the signs of overwatering. Your plant may wilt. The leaves may become yellow and drop to the ground. The roots may rot. The stem may become thin and shrunken at the soil level. And you may see mold or algae on top of the soil. Are you an underwaterer? Well, you're busy and you don't have much time. So you go out. Sprinkle a bit of water on your plants every day but the soil is barely wet and it's not enough for the roots to absorb and grow deep and wide. Soon and very soon your tomatoes, cucumbers, peppers, and flowers begin to wilt. The tips and edges of the leaves are brown and brittle. The soil is completely dry and you start to be concerned that your plants are not really getting bigger. Inconsistent or shallow watering is extremely damaging and in certain vegetables such as tomatoes leads to a calcium imbalance known as blossom end rot. A large black sunken spot on the bottom of the fruit. Though it cannot be reversed Blossom in rot can be prevented with regular, deep, consistent watering. Quick spurts of water are extremely damaging to our plants. The goal for beginner and all gardeners is to strike a balance between overwatering and underwatering. Do you forget to water? Maybe it's been a while and you just haven't gotten around to your garden at all. The signs of underwatering or forgetting to water are wilting, brown and brittle leaves, slow or stagnant growth, dry soil, and blossom end rot. Watering is just as much an art as a science, so it may take you a while to get to know your garden and understand your plants and your environment. Remember, nature is often forgiving, so give yourself grace in the garden. How do you water your plants? Do you hand water? Hand water is usually done with a hose and it is overhead watering. It can be time consuming depending on the size of your garden. You may spend hours per week watering if you're doing it efficiently and effectively. It's expensive and inefficient since on hot days as much as 30% of the water evaporates in the air before it reaches the roots of the plants. The water may end up on the leaves instead of at the base of the plant, where it is absorbed into the soil and the roots. Wet plants are more susceptible to diseases such as powdery mildew. There are times where we may need to overhead water. For example, If we see aphids, as we discussed in episode 15, the best way to get rid of them is with short spurts of water to the plant. Or if it's extremely hot and your plant's leaves start to wilt, overhead watering will give them the moisture and a quick relief from the heat. So be flexible with overhead watering, but try to keep the leaves dry whenever possible. You may be thinking rain is overhead water, and gardeners love the rain. Yes, we do, and here's why rain water is extremely beneficial. It brings down nitrate and ammonium from the nitrogen in the air, which is immediately absorbed into the leaves and roots of the plants. And it brings down carbon dioxide, which mixes with other minerals, giving rainwater and acidic pH, which helps release essential micronutrients such as iron, zinc, copper, and manganese into the soil. Rainwater comes down in a uniform manner, dispersing and flushing out the salts, which accumulates in the soil, cleansing the entire root system. And the plant growth explodes because of this. It's highly oxygenated, which helps to protect the soil from becoming saturated in downpours, unlike overwatering from a hose. The rainwater cleanses our plants and gardens from pollution and opens up our plants to light from the sun, helping to perpetuate the life-giving process of photosynthesis and the beautiful sea of green. The other day, me, my precious, precious grandson Hunter, and our plants enjoyed a gentle rain while gardening. For best results, I recommend you consider an irrigation system. These deliver water consistently and regularly directly to the soil where it can be absorbed to the roots of our plants with no evaporation and with no water to the leaves. You can attach a timer and go about your day. These systems are of two types. Soaker hoses, which are a little less expensive, and drip irrigation systems. I've used both, and I like both. Irrigation systems, once installed, require less work and effort from us to water our gardens. But remember to always take the time to spend time in your garden with nature and your precious, precious little one. If you're ready for a beautiful harvest, come grow with me. Thank you for joining me. Please go ahead and follow or subscribe so that you're here for the next episode of Plants Grow Us.